Hey everyone, welcome back to the late night. I'm Owner. I'm Axis. Welcome to the uh, COVID nineteen special. The how are we going to survive cabin fever episode? <laughs> yeah, seeing as everybody's in quarantine, and including us, we thought it could be a good idea to put out some extra content, give you something to pay attention to. I know I'm for sure appreciating all of the artists who are putting out extra stuff for me to consume right now. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, give you something else to listen to and hopefully make you Lester crazy and us Lester crazy. So what have you been doing to keep busy, Axis? Um, well, I'm mostly playing a lot of Animal Crossing. It was just my birthday. Um, March 26th is my birthday. Animal Crossing came out March 20th. I have been tracking this game for years. For years. I played the last two. I was too young for the GameCube, but... Um, I played the last two. I've been waiting for this one for ages. It was coming out like it was a birthday present. It was perfect timing. And little did I know how perfect the timing would really be. <laughs> um, but it's been it's been pretty good. I know I'm not alone in saying this, but it's been a nice little escapist paradise to kind of delve into while everything around me goes to shit. I can just have my perfect little island, build my waterfalls, make everything look nice, get new happy villagers. It's very quaint and wholesome. Yeah, I actually saw that the New Yorker wrote a whole article on, on how everybody is playing Animal Crossing right now, to sort, or how there is a good chunk of the population that's playing Animal Crossing right now to get through this. And uh, I, you know, I, I think that that's fine. Um, I'm very much with Samuel L. Jackson, uh, in his poetry reading of Stay the Fuck Inside, <laughs> um, which if you haven't, you know, seen on YouTube yet, I would definitely Google A Samuel L. Jackson, Stay Inside, Uncensored. It's definitely, yeah. Um, I'm actually, you know, sort of compiling a playlist for this whole thing because I think, I don't think I ever want to forget about this and, um... <laughs> So there's already been a, a, a you know a piano play and a piano special on it of of somebody saying singing stay the fuck at home, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's it's been pretty uh, surreal. Um, yeah, I was listening to like actual like XM radio like a real ass radio station and there was already a COVID nineteen song playing yesterday and I was like what <laughs> how did you get through the cycle so fast <laughs> like some <laughs> some people some artists are really on top of it I mean. I'm not there. It's, I I'm I'm in, I'm agog of the people who have the the fortitude to be like I'm going to create my next great masterpiece right now. I'm like maybe I, my ambitious stretch for things has been to put up a shelf and make some plant pots. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not quite at you know churning out my next great Shakespearean masterpiece yet. But we're we're relaxing first. You got to take care of your own mental health. <laughs> have you gotten to hear the uh, the new? cover of Imagine from Gal Gadot and her oh, celebrity buddies. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, oh, yes, but oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Kind of makes an argument for the playlist is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I saw that one. Oh, who was it? Oh, what is his name? I can imagine his face. It's not John Legend. It's going to torture me. I'll, I'll remember his name later, but the guy who came back in and was like, Oh, did you see that video? They asked me to do it, but I truly thought they were talking about uh, pop icon Ariana Grande's Imagine off of her s smash hit Sweetener, and he comes in and sings a bunch of it. Oh, let me look it up, because it's going to kill me if I don't remember mm -hmm. his name. John Mayer. I think it's John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah, it's John Mayer. Yeah, I knew nothing about him before this, 
And really? I like I know of him, but never really interacted with him. And then I saw this. I'm like, oh, I like you. <laughs> yeah, it's John Mayer. Now, truly a champion. Um, thank you, John Mayer, for being the, <laughs> the content creation I wanted. Yes, John Mayer entertains us all. I would like to say that if you're stuck at home and you're looking for ways to exercise, uh, Zombies Run, uh, the video game app, has uh, been putting out free content for what to do while you're indoors. Uh, if you're you know, looking for stuff to listen to, Postmodern Jukebox has, uh, has a whole stay the fuck at home playlist that they've been putting out. <laughs> You know, Good and I them. really love how nobody's even mixing words anymore. It really is the theme of 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 this movement seems to be stay the fuck at home. Um, I mean, Italian also, mayors are screaming it in the streets. I think the the people picked yeah. up the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in two thousand and seven at one of my cafes, there was a group of people. Uh, talking about how cool it would be if the zombie apocalypse actually happened. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. And no, and this is definitely the time I would like to bring it up because they were like, you know, they had just like uh, read Max Brooks's The Zombie Survival Guide or World War Z or something. And everybody was sitting there, you know, after watching Shaun of the Dead. And they're huddled together like around some sort of campfire uh, or imaginary campfire. Uh, speculating as to how awesome it would be if there was a contagion and, you know, how they would respond to it. So I, I would hear, I would hear shit like what they, you know, how they were going to arm themselves, what they were going to do indoors and how great it would be to be inside. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, uh, I'm calling bullshit because <laughs> no, the other day, a friend of mine who's an attorney posted a I know a good divorce lawyer if you're figuring out that you hate your spouse during this whole thing hit me up when you're ready oh when... my god <laughs> and yeah you know, I you know everybody's been either whining about being stuck at home at their with their family or uh whining about not being able to go out and exercise yeah and it's just you know for you and me access we're different we're home buddies we like I'm being indoors right? it's great i mean clearly not great for everybody but me just waking up and playing animal crossing all day on a personal level fantastic as long as i can just not look at the news it's great um with that being said i do think it's an important point to make that like I know a lot of people feel a lot of responsibility to keep up on the news right now, which I think is important. I think it's really important to know what's happening and to be abreast of that. But there is a lot of value in taking a break from that, too. Like, you, it's so easy to get caught up in the constant media cycle and the constant refreshing of more bad bad news. Um, so don't feel bad about taking a break. Um, I think that's important to do. Balance it out. Take care of yourselves. Um, but backtracking a little bit to more fun content. A, I've been joking about, you know, how disaster preppers, like, must be feeling so validated right now. But I really think you're right. I think they've been doing it fucking wrong. I mean, people who are hoarding crossbows are not going to have any anything done for them at this point i mean if you build if you built a really nice bunker and have a lot of canned food maybe that'll help but if you're prepping for the zombie apocalypse your plans were unrealistic (laughs) like they were really unrealistic I've seen, you know, as you said, all the tweets going around about, like, how people are realizing that they hate their spouse or whatever. 
I feel like this can be a nice time, though, to kind of realize that maybe you do like the people you choose to surround yourself with, which is yeah, absolutely hopeful. And be grateful for it and be happy about the yeah. people you have. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been nice. So I was kind of... And maybe take the time to reflect on that mm-hmm. and be happy about the fact that there are people in your life because there's some people I know who are home alone. Yeah. And it's, you know, that, that part hits me and I always feel really bad for those people because... They, you know, want some kind of contact and it's just something where this situation kind of puts them even into more seclusion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel very personally lucky because I was in in New York City when this started um, and there was a window of time where I really thought I was going to be bunkered in an empty apartment doing it alone there. Um, my job closed. And so at the last minute, I got a rental car and got the hell out of Dodge. Um, as Moner has said many times, it was my escape from New York. Um, I missed the eye patch, but I did get a silver Mustang because that was the smallest car left at the car rental place. So it was so jealous. Yeah, it was a much so more um, luxury escape from New York than I planned on. Um, but anyway, so I get to be back home with my family, which I think is the best place to be right now because a, I mean, I do get to be literally in the middle of the woods in Maine with a whole lot of food stockpiled. Bless you, Mom, for just really knowing how to prep. Um, but so I'm physically very, very safe, but also with the people I would definitely most like to be bunkered with. Um, it's been it's been really nice to get to spend time with my family. We've played a hell of a lot of board games. Uh, the dog is thrilled. He's going on so many nice walks out in nature. Uh, so we're we're happy to be together and so if you have that kind of opportunity take advantage of it if you don't i've also been doing a lot more facetiming and stuff than i normally do i'm somebody who i'm an isolationist by nature i'm terrible at answering my texts i'm terrible at answering my calls but i know that a lot of other people really need that right now and it's probably good for me too so <laughs> i've been really trying to make an effort to to an- to make those calls to answer those calls to reach out to to really be in touch with people because a lot of people are having a hard time right now and nobody really knows how to deal with it so being in contact with the people you care about i think is the most important thing you can be doing right now the one thing that I've been doing since I've been indoors is I, I live in Germany where it rains a lot and uh, the backyard sometimes gets soaked up. So I can't really like I try and do about 12,000 steps a day and sometimes the backyard will get soaked with rain. So I can't really walk out in the backyard at night. So I walk in my living room and um, it's really uh, it's adorable. I'm kind of like, you know, like one of those mechanical ducks at the carnival, Beautiful. just kind of like walking around in a circle. Uh, but the only thing is I've been noticing these last couple of weeks that people are always looking into my living room windows because we don't <laughs> have we we only moved in like a few years ago and we're very picky with what we pick for our house. And uh, we didn't get drapes yet. So people I, I notice are always looking through our our windows. Um, and uh, I just want to say, uh, give I want to give Ben Scrivens over at Fright Rags a big shout out and a thank you for creating the uh, Terminator special with the mask and shirt because that $60 mask is the best investment I've ever made. So like a Scooby-Doo villain, I put it on, oh, flip yeah. the lights on on the, uh, on the mask. And, um, and now whenever people look into the windows, they get like freaked out. So, so yeah, we've been... 
I, I was just walking around in my living room in a circle, you know. Uh, I've been thinking about doing a grindhouse, you know, seeing if I can make a grindhouse film with my iPod. Oh, my God. And, yeah, you know, with the with the Terminator mask on. I was thinking about calling it, like, Terminator 7 Dark Fat, you know. Cause, uh... <laughs> <laughs> How has Pokemon Go been going for you? Yeah, that's the other thing I've been doing while I walk around the living room is every once in a while I'll just, like, walk around the living room and I'll play Pokemon Go late at night. Um, and, you know, I'll just hum the tune to myself like a complete jackass. I fucking and, love it. Yeah. So, but it's, it's really amazing because it's brought out an aggressiveness in me that I didn't know I had. <laughs> so if something's like, if I'm trying to catch a Pokemon, but like, get the fuck in the ball, get the fuck in the ball, get in there. And I'm thinking, man, Peter would have like, Peter would be so furious with me. Like, Hey, man. <laughs> You can't do that with a Pokemon. What what the hell's wrong oh with you? Oh my god! Okay, oh yeah, I should be ashamed of myself. Brief flashback to uh, to Animal Crossing. Um, did you see the article that Peta put out about Animal Crossing? No. Holy shit! So, I first just to preface this, I am one hundred percent in support of animal rights. I am a vegetarian. I am the most touchy feely, love the animals, take care of the animals person. PETA, I think most you, people can agree, is batshit. And, and you've nursed bats. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, like, I, I've worked in, I worked in a bat hospital in Australia for a while. I rescued and took care of animals in need. All about it. Again, PETA goes a little far sometimes. Case in point, my good friend sent me an article written by PETA, which is, How Animal Friendly is Animal Crossing? For reference, Animal Crossing is the most pacifist game possible in which you interact in a tiny town with all of your villagers who are animals. You literally cannot hurt anyone. You cannot incite any kind of violence. Like, it is designed to be a peaceful utopia. The worst you can do is, like, bonk somebody on the head with a butterfly net. Which is which is why I would just like to say, which is why Doom Eternal is the other really popular game yes. right now. Yeah, gotta balance it out. Gotta balance it out. Please, continue. Yeah, um, but <laughs> PETA's entire article was, you know, is it really animal friendly? Because two of the major mechanics is that you can go fishing and you can catch bugs. And again... You never eat a fish. You never cook a fish. You cannot hurt the fish that you catch. They just live in your pockets and you either sell them or release them back into the sea. What you The real thing you do is you donate them to the museum. You build a beautiful museum collection where they have a full aquarium that's built. It's the most luxury kind of place I've ever been. I literally walked into the museum in the new Animal Crossing and wept because it was more beautiful than real life museums. And PETA is like... Catching fish is a real no-no. Putting it in a museum? Taking it from its natural habitat? This four-pixel-wide rainbow trout can't survive in the world's most lush fictional aquarium. And then the same thing for bugs. They're like, taking that that cricket and putting it in a museum? That ain't animal-friendly. Instead, why not have a nice picnic with your animal villagers? I'm like, well, yeah, that's a given, but... <laughs> Anyway, if you're looking for a, a really surreal read, by all means, look it up. They've apparently done this kind of coverage for some other games that have come out, which I I haven't fully gone down that rabbit hole yet. I just wasn't emotionally prepared. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm apparently committing many sins against animals by playing Animal Crossing. What other fun COVID content do we have? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm trying to do trying to do some more crafts. I've been. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. No, so because I've been moving around a bunch, I've been busy. I've been starting new jobs, which I then immediately lost because of COVID. Um, but but now that I have some some time, I've been making taking a lot of good care of my house plants. They are getting so much doting attention. I've been hand sculpting some nice little pots for them, which has been fun. I have to paint them. They're they're ready for a paint job. That's been very nice. What about you? I made like a paper wallet from a Starbucks bag. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> actually, I, I started to watch a lot of do-it-yourself videos. Yes. Um, and in Germany, uh, I get about, I'd say about a half an inch thick of, of newspaper every week, or at least before this all started, I would get a, ha- a half an inch of paper every week. And... Um, you know, my wife and I, we would usually, it was terrible shame. We would just end up throwing it all out. And um, I started to watch do-it-yourself projects on how to turn things into, like, newspaper wicker baskets and newspaper oh. wicker, like, wicker furniture. And I started to realize I may have inadvertently thrown away about three houses <laughs> worth of Ikea furniture <laughs> over the last... Uh-huh. Three years. Like, I, I may have really thrown away, like, three years worth of, like, living room sets or something. Oh, that sounds like and a fucking dream. This is a rabbit hole I could really enjoy. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been doing other things. I was learning how to make things out of chopsticks. Uh, chopstick gun is a very interesting thing. Shoots uh, shoots chopstick darts. Very cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, and... Um, Let's see what else. Oh, I was learning how to make lamps out of doilies with a balloon. Ooh! Uh, oh, I love that. So, yeah, I'm a complete freak when it comes to crafts. Like in my spare time, I make board games and card games on my own. So my mother always was, would always say to me, "If you want board games and card games, you, know, you can always make your own." And uh, you know, as, as the years went on, that definitely took with me, and I do it fairly frequently. Uh, but now, uh, you know, if I can do things where uh, I can add them to my house, I'm always really happy. Like my, my, I have a pin board in front of my desk where uh, it was a mirror. And with my father-in-law's help, you know, we basically remove the mirror. And with my mother-in-law's help, we attach this pin board. And then we cut a circle in the board and we put a, a ceramic elk head in, into it. And uh, we spray painted the elk head and the frame gold. So it looks really cool. And I got the idea when I was on Pinterest looking at like a 12-year-old girl's room. And I thought, that's a really good idea. <laughs> I could take that to the next level. And that's also how I, I felt it. when I was looking at the newspaper baskets. I look at the newspaper baskets and I went, you know, if you give me a couple of hours and enough shellac or enough mm-hmm. polyurethane, I'm pretty sure I could squeeze some drawers out of that thing. I mean, given so. the amount of time, the amount of like ramen craft videos I've seen and what the fuck people make out of scraping down ramen noodles, I fully believe that you could make something amazing out of out of some some newspaper. That sounds good. I'm pretty sure I can make a mech out of out of out of wicker. Oh. Pretty sure. I, like some sort of Gundam thing, you know? I await the day. 
Yeah, I I truly adore watching strange DIY videos on YouTube. Like, there are a lot that I watch. There's some that I watch because they're things that I think I could actually do. But my favorite rabbit hole to go down, I love watching aquascaping videos. People who make, oh, yeah. like, water terrariums. Holy shit. There is nothing more soothing than when it's, like... 2 a.m. I'm feeling a little stressed. I should be going to sleep, but I can't. I'll just put put one of those feeds on. I'll watch like 40 minutes of soothing aquascaping. They're almost always set to this beautiful, soft, cinematic music, and you just watch little fish and shrimp swim around in perfect aquatic environments. It is the most relaxing thing in the world. I think it's uh, his name's The Cinescaper. He's my favorite one on YouTube. I love watching him, but there, it's a real rabbit hole you can go down, and it's a nice comforting place in these stressful times. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, find, find that soothing stuff. Oh, also a very different rabbit hole, but watching people do acrylic nail videos, fascinating. Fascinating. The 40 minutes of watching somebody like build the structure of an acrylic nail, delightful. Have I ever had acrylic nails? No, they scare me. But <laughs> I love watching them so much. So much. Yeah, find your things. Find your things you enjoy. And if it does turn into something you can make, even better. I'm I'm really taking everything I have to not order an acrylic nail kit. Ooh, I will say my salvation at the moment is that I left all of my hair dye in New York in my quick escape from New York. Otherwise, I would have impulse dyed my hair like eight times by now. <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous territory. It, it's funny that you mention that because my wife... Um, is also doing the same thing right now. She is trying to figure out what hair color she needs. Yes. And and that's another thing that friends have all been doing. All of my friends, either with boyfriends and girlfriends or with spouses, they have been cutting each other's hair. Mm -hmm. This is how my hair looks. Uh, Nina cut my hair. Yeah. I think good it's job, good. Nina. Good job, Nina. Um, and I tried doing the dye in her hair. I mean, I, I actually managed to do it, but the problem was it wasn't the right shade. So we're still trying to figure <laughs> that out. So yeah. but I've seen other members of um, of the writing group that I lead, Fright Club. They're also, um, they're all, you know, people have, have been posting pictures of before and after. And yes. I was like, damn it, I should have done that. I should have like, yeah. you know, taken a before and after picture. So Document maybe next it. month we'll do that. I've been growing toads. That's the other thing oh, I've been doing yes. while I've been home. We have a little pond at the bottom of our garden. And so we, we brought up a whole bunch of tadpoles. And, um, and so I've been trying to post regular uh, or p take regular pictures of that. I will... Uh, I, I think we'll try putting that onto Instagram sooner or later so that everybody can see just how insane yes. I am. You know? I'm so I excited. We'll I'm so deeply invested in your toad journey. I will say, because <laughs> I'm sitting in my closet to record, also like side bonus and me being home, enjoy the slight boost in my audio quality from the shitty New York closet. Moner's enjoying it more than anybody because... You have no idea. Oh, holy shit. I think there's a ghost in her closet, man. Some kind of electrical interference. We cannot figure it out. There is definitely some lost content in the April episode. I He did a masterful job of editing. I don't know where it came from, but... <laughs> I truly, I feel terrible. Anyway, I am back in my, my nice big closet where I can stretch my legs out. What a dream. Um, but sitting next to me is a Grow Your Own Triops kit that I bought as, for a like Secret Santa gift swap that 
got canceled because of weather and I've just had it and I have really been debating um, if I should hatch the hatch the triops. My mother may kill me if I introduce more mouths to feed into the quarantine, <laughs> but I think I'd really enjoy myself. I have been fascinated by them since I was a kid. I bought a kit when I was probably like eight years old to hatch your own triops but somehow lost the food packet. So I still have them and just never got to hatch them. So I think this this might be my quarantine calling. It's my childhood journey fulfilled to finally grow my grow my triops, have my Jurassic journey. Uh, don't quote me on that. I don't know what period they're from. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least not off the top of my head. But hey, maybe soon my Instagram will become become triops as yours has become toads follow me on twitter for animal crossing updates and uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i can't really do social media feeds for what i do because i play hearthstone every once in a while and that's uh i'm moaner on uh, on hearthstone if any of you want no want to come and beat the crap out of me <laughs> I, I haven't i haven't been keeping up because i've been kind of busy uh, balancing out an entire universe. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm You've not... got just nothing on your plate. Moner's, nothing You are the busiest man I have ever met for somebody who is so good <laughs> at staying at home. Like, And I say that it's somebody who is much the same, but... <laughs> But this is a good point to to kind of do social media. I'm existential crisis. That's A-X-I-S, potential crisis, on pretty much all social media. So you can find me that way. Come chat about COVID if you want. Tell us what you're doing. If you've watched any good horror, if you're doing anything spooky. I do not have an Instagram account yet, but I do have a Twitter, which is Moner Lawrence uh, on Twitter. And uh, we also have the Late Night Pod, everywhere. which is on Facebook. Yeah, and pretty much everywhere yeah. else. Instagram, so. Twitter, we're everywhere. Please interact with us. <laughs> right. We're lonely. We miss you. Say hi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, let us just put out the general kind of uh, social media influencer plea to rate, review, subscribe. Um, that would be right. that would be a help to us if you are listening to the podcast and you do enjoy it. Enjoy it. Please leave us a review on iTunes, please. Right. <laughs> it really helps other people to see the show, which would be great. And you know, I also think this is. I mean, not to toot our own horn, a pretty damn good time to be watching movies. So, really, you know. Pull some friends together over over Zoom or over some uh, some some whatever your preferred video chatting platform is and watch a movie together. Watch a horror movie. Could be one of ours. Doesn't have to be one of ours. Um, but you know, take some time, work through your through your movie list. I think it's a, a good time to enjoy some good content. Actually, there is one thing I should note here. Because of the crisis, we weren't able to do the horn news this month. Mm. Um, but we will be doing it at some point next month as well. We mm -hmm. should be back as normal. Um, but because of the of the virus, we had to pull everything at the last second because we didn't know what everybody's situation was. Yeah, nobody knows what the world looks like right now, and what no. what the next what the next few months are going to hold, much less what the next week is going to hold. So. We're all we're all on a holding pattern, I think, until until we get some news, and that'll that's the way the world works now. Mm, definitely. Yeah. With that in mind, I hope you're all staying safe. Um, of course, and especially anybody who has to be out right now. I mean, I know the calls are stay the fuck inside, which of course I agree with. But if you are somebody who has to be out, if you have to be still working right now, if you have to be out of the house. I hope you're staying safe and staying sane. 
And if possible, please wear an N95 mask, a pair of gloves, and uh, try not to stay out there longer than you have to. Try not to touch anything more than you have to. Yeah, and especially just be conscious of yourself and your own influence on this too. Like I know for me personally, it's it was kind of a high st- <laughs> high stress, especially at the beginning because I was coming from New York City, which is a major epicenter of this in the U.S. to Maine, where when I was traveling, there was one case maybe reported and I was I really did not want to be a plague vector in Maine like clearly I didn't think I had it but as a young person with a healthy immune system I am somebody that could have a very high chance of carrying it without presenting symptoms so I was worried but I had been through my 14-day quarantine personal quarantine my family did as well and I'm trying to stay inside as much as possible. Um, So, yeah, be conscious of your own health and how you might impact others around you. But I think, I hope, I hope people are being thoughtful. I would like to say, yeah, actually, based on that, I heard the other day that somebody, uh, you know, upstate in in New England, I won't say which state or where it was, but somebody actually, uh, you know, there's a lot of of phobia going around right now because... Some people from New York decided that it would be safer to take shelter in their houses um, out of state, mm-hmm. and a lot of and that was met. That was definitely met with backlash from the people, uh, well, from the locals. And uh, at one point, somebody actually took a chainsaw and downed a tree in front of somebody else's driveway so that they couldn't even get into their own house. And I think that you know, especially during this time right now. Uh, I think that there's a lot of fear out there. And even though we're sort of in the business of fear, I think that this is uh, definitely a time to point out that uh, fear in little doses is okay. Fear in big doses makes us very irrational. And uh, it's kind of like going to a bar for alcohol. You know, one or two drinks is okay. Uh, Past a certain point, uh, when things start to get sloppy, it's time to slow down and it's time to stop. So I think that if if you're somebody... And you're seeing, you know, new neighbors moving in or you're seeing people who are of another race and you think that they're somehow responsible for the disease. Please take a second to step back. That's not accurate. You know, nobody is, uh, you know, some sort of uh, typhoid Mary or or patient zero. It's just something where it's a pandemic at the moment. It's all over the world. It's not one specific type of person that's carrying it. Nobody's carrying it on purpose. It's like being in an airplane and being afraid of the plane shaking. Trust me, the the, the captain wants to land the fucking plane just as much as you want to get back down to the ground. This is exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be scary. There's going to be bumps. But uh, at the end of the day, the, the ride's going to end and then life's going to go on. And, you know, the thing that's most important to do at this point is to keep calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep calm. Be gentle with people and with each other. And we're all doing what we can and in our own way. And yeah, like you said, please do not use this as an excuse to push your own agenda of racism. That's been something that has really affected a lot of people that I know. And it's really hard to see that happening. It's it's something it like I find it really sad because we're at a point where Things are so difficult and so out of our control that it's really sad to watch things that are directly within our control become more violent and more um, more hateful as well. So, you know, just remind the people around you 
as well to to be gentle and to to reach out to people in a, a kind way instead of a hateful way and you know it's rough for everybody i think this is an important time to think about your own mental health too um for anybody who has a therapist or has thought about therapy there i know are a lot of options to do that on the phone to do that through text there are therapists who are still taking new new uh new clients right now so if you've ever thought about it and this is a particularly high stress time for you and you have the access to it yeah this is maybe a good time to try that out and as somebody who has you know dealt with mental health issues before um it's been interesting kind of watching a lot of people who are now in this high-stress reality. It seems like they're finally realizing what it feels like to have anxiety all the time. And I'm like, oh, welcome, 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 right. welcome. Um, but all that to say, this is a time where I think it's really important to do the best you can to get the support you need, um, whether that's from your friends and family or from a mental health professional don't be afraid or ashamed to reach out and try to get some help at this time especially i mean the one thing that i have been doing is i've been uh making little playlists and um i've been doing two sets of playlists uh you know i do loops for whenever i'm writing i i'm a big believer in listening to loops like not a white noise exactly but something that keeps me calm so that I can work to it and sleep to it. So I have a ukulele cover of the gonk uh, from Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> which I've put over, I, I managed to get it to loop in, uh, in Audacity, and then I put it over uh, the sound of the waves from Sand Beach, which is uh, not too far from where you live, Axis. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I've been working and sleeping to that now for about, three and a half weeks or so now and uh i had another group of writers come to me last night and uh we decided i was going to cut together uh, a ukulele or an acoustic guitar cover of midnight the stars and you from the shining mm -hmm. and also put that over the waves so that was one set of of uh mixes i've been doing and then another set of mixes i've been doing are um I've been I've been collecting horror actors uh, who sing. So uh, Tony Perkins, who played Norman Bates in Psycho, uh, had a really great singing career. Uh, I he did has, not he know had, that. He has he did a particularly beautiful and lovely and gentle cover of Speak Low. Um, he's also got a good one called I've Got Sand in My Shoe. Um, Scatman Carruthers from The Shining uh, has a great song called Keep That Coffee Hot. And then I did a little bit of disco. Uh, one of my first interviewees was David Naughton from American Werewolf in London. And he did a song called Making It, which was also a show that he was on, uh, which he always says was unfairly ended before its time. Mm -hmm. And then I followed the disco with an alien cover uh, the theme from the Nostromo and a disco song. And uh, then I, I've somewhere in there, I've got Angus Grimm, who's an old friend uh, who I miss very, very much, singing Prairie Dogs. And uh, I've been I've been trying to get that to, to sound just right before I mix it in. So that Lovely. that's yeah. Yeah, I love I love um, 
mixing things together where we show another aspect to, to horror authors and horror actors, which is that they're, you know, they're not just people who create things that are spooky. They're also our mothers, our brothers, our sisters, you know, mm-hmm. our uncles. They're, you know, they're, they're normal people just like everybody else. And for some people uh, who don't, you know, who aren't acquainted with the horror community, it's easy to lose sight of. Uh, and I and I do my best trying to, you know, always try and show people that there's definitely a, a beautiful and compassionate side to the horror field. Yeah, so, that's, that's lovely. That's been keeping me busy. Yeah, speaking of families, as I've said, it's been nice to get to come home. But I think the uh, the thing that's been bringing a lot of joy and levity to my days is being home with my dog, um, my family dog. I was away from him from probably probably about three months, I think. Um, and so it was an emotional reunion for a young and high high uh, separation anxiety dog to, uh, to have me come back. But it's been a lot of fun to be around him again, to get to take some really nice hikes and some nice walks with the dog. You get to see him enjoy nature and just be so happy and have everybody around him and really enjoy himself. And with that in mind, they, my, one of my good friends and I were talking today about this thing. It's old news at this point, but that was going around where people would give their dog an egg to see what they would do with it. And so he did that with his dog, who is a big old, uh, big old yellow lab who's super gentle. So he, of course, was a saint with it and just lovingly carried an egg around for a while. I found out my family did this with my dog, um, Rowan, who is at best a gremlin. He is a nightmare. We love him very much. He is objectively terrible. Um, and I say that with so much love in my heart. But uh, so when my dog was given an egg, he astonishingly was gentle with it at first. He carried it around with his mouth. He dropped it, picked it back up, dropped it, picked it back up. And then got frustrated that the egg would not play with him um, as he so clearly wanted. So he started batting at it with his paws, cracked it. Um, my mom put it in his food bowl at that point instead of on the rug. And he consumed the whole thing, eggshell and all, like an absolute cannibal <laughs> beast. Um, so, Go Rowan. Yeah, so he's a, a disgusting champion. Um, but it's been it's been nice to have him be a little a little point of joy in my days. Um, so and if you got if you got a pet to lean on, enjoy them and enjoy be, spending time yeah, with them agreed. right now. It's it's been very very right. rewarding for me. And if you're one of the thousands of new people that just adopted a cat or dog yeah. or a puppy in all of this, I think that, you know, hold them a little tighter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, yeah. And this is and we're going to get through this. This is a great time to be fostering animals. If if you haven't yet, I know a lot of people have. It's a fantastic time to be doing that. Um, so, yeah, reach out to people. Take care of animals. Take care of everyone. Um, yeah. And I will say, like, we've talked a lot about doing outreach, reaching out to friends and family. If you feel like you don't have anyone to reach out to, hey, shoot me a message on Twitter or on Instagram or something. Um, I'm happy to be a friendly voice as well. And, you know, now and anytime. But, um, yeah, stay safe. Stay happy. Don't bother me. I'll be busy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Till next time, guys. Stay safe. Bye.